Anybody that knows me knows that I love the Bible. Always have and always will. It's a treasure to me. Ever since I was a boy, I, I've loved the Bible. I didn't understand it, of course. I, I couldn't quite especially understand why in this New Testament they kept retelling the same story over and over again for the first four books of the New Testament. <laughs> but I, I learned to read it, and um, I, even though it took a long time for me to learn how to read it well, uh, and that wasn't because I wasn't capable or didn't have the capacity, it was because I wasn't taught well. And so uh, anybody who also knows me knows that I have a deep passion for the pastoral duty, obligation before God to not only preach the word, but teach the word, meaning teach people how to read their Bibles. I'm convinced in the pastoral counseling that I do that in our mission to recover the gospel, and then apply its power to the human condition, that learning to listen to the Spirit in the text is a vital core discipline in order to uh, gain spiritual health, and by it, mental and emotional and relational health. So I want to just share with you, again, how important all these things are within the context of this new Legacy Standard Bible that I have um, discovered in recent months. Uh, I'm always looking for good, a good translation. That We have so many good ones. We are so blessed to have the authorized King James and the regal tone of that lovely language throughout the authorized King James. We have the New King James, which is a, uh, uh, a 1979 uh, update of the language. And we have the New American Standard, the, both the, the 77 and the 1995, and now the 2020. Uh, in 2001, we, we were given the ESV, the English Standard Version, which has had a couple of revisions, but is an excellent translation. I spent a lot of time reading the NIV and, uh, and all of their revisions, and um, they still do. Uh, Gordon Fee, one of my uh, most revered teachers who just recently passed away, um, was on the committee for the last revision. He did some wonderful work in, in correcting and elaborating and illuminating some of, the, some of the works of Paul in that translation. But what I'm always looking for is for a translation that will help me better connect the dots in the English language, uh, because that's the language I teach from. That's the language I preach from. Now, I'm familiar with the Greek text. I'm far more familiar with the Greek text than I am the Hebrew text. And I, I know enough of Greek to be uh, dangerous sometimes, maybe. It means I have to exercise a lot of discipline to make sure I'm right when I'm looking something through the Greek text. So um, I do like a good, solid translation that is not just regal in its language and not only accurate in its um, translation, but readable and still more accurate than you might find in the NIV or the New English Translation, which is a very readable translation, but sometimes they have to get into some interpretive and paraphrasic uh, things to try to communicate the meaning of the text. Uh, 
The Legacy Standard Bible I have discovered recently, and I'm just falling in love with it for this reason, is that it's consistent. Where you find one Greek word in the text, Greek text, you will find it translated consistently into the same English word in the English translation, of course. So this is a very valuable tool. Let me just give you a, a quick example here. Uh, recently, I was reading through Galatians, and I came across Galatians uh, three. Excuse me, Galatians two twelve, where um, Paul is re recalling his encounter with Peter at Antioch, and he says, "For prior to to the coming of certain men from James." He used to eat with the Gentiles, he being Peter, of course. But when they came, he began to shrink back and separate himself, fearing the party of the circumcision. Now that Greek word there, upastelo, telio, upastelio, um, is very important because it connects some other dots in the New Testament that are very important. For instance, shrink back also appears in Hebrews 10.38. Hebrews 10.38 reads this way. But my righteous one shall live by faith, and if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who shrink back to destruction, but of those who have faith to the preserving of the soul. So we see immediately that by the LSB, the Legacy Standard Bible, using consistent translation, meaning they use the same English word in the same, uh, to translate the same Greek word wherever that Greek word appears in the text, uh, in the New Testament. And so we can begin to more easily connect the dots between the issue here. For instance, the issue in Galatians 2.12 is that Peter was shrinking back. He had been eating with the Gentiles, he and Barnabas and the other Jews in Antioch. But when certain men came up from James, who were touting the circumcision uh, and were teaching and insisting on Jewish identity markers for the Gentiles, Peter was intimidated. He was afraid, and he shrank back. He began to shrink back. And then, of course, you see then, by being able to connect the dot between Galatians 2.12 and Hebrews 10.38, but my righteous one will live by faith, and if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. This was a serious thing that Peter was committing Verse 39 of Hebrews 10, but we are not of those who shrink back to destruction. I mean, we oftentimes read Galatians chapter 2 and Paul's confrontation with Peter, also called Cephas, as if Paul was, might be in a little over the, over the top. You know, maybe he was being a little intense. He needed to calm down a little bit, cool off. But the fact is, Paul was graciously and lovingly not only for the sake of the gospel, but for the sake of Peter and Barnabas and everybody else who had been carried away with their hypocrisy, he was doing an intervention because they were beginning to shrink back. Uh, 
to that which God has no pleasure in and ultimately leads to destruction. So this, see how when we connect the dots like that between the Greek text and the English text and translate it consistently, suddenly the text throughout the New Testament especially begins to open up for us. Of course, the uh, Legacy Standard Bible will do that for us as well in the Old Testament. Let me give you another tracking of that same word, that same Greek word, Acts chapter 20. By the way, I think I pronounced that Greek word right. If I didn't, don't don't hold my feet to the too hot a fire. <laughs> it, I understand. Acts twenty twenty says this. Paul is speaking to the Ephesian elders, <clears throat> and he tells them that uh, you yourselves know from the first day that I set foot in Asia how I was with you the whole time. Serving the Lord with all humility and with tears and with trials which came upon me through the plot of the Jews, how I did not shrink from declaring to you anything that was profitable and teaching you publicly from house to house. Paul was not doing as little as he could to earn a stipend, nor was he doing as much as he could, but he did it all the time. He gave everything all the time and always felt he could have done more. This is the kind of guy he was. And then in verse uh, 27, he says again, beginning with verse 26, actually, Therefore I testify to you this day that I am innocent of the blood of all, for I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole purpose of God. I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole purpose of God. Of God. This is such good translation work, and uh, if you don't have one, I want to recommend that you get a, a, a Legacy Standard Bible translation. Uh, they're inexpensive. I think 316 Publishers has them available. You can Google it. Um, uh, you can get inexpensive copies, hardback copies, handy size. They have a New Testament Psalms and Proverbs. I don't typically endorse translations. I don't ever endorse products. Um, but when it comes to something that I think is going to help you to better learn to listen to the voice of the Spirit in the text. Now, the New American Standard has always done a very good job of this kind of translation work as well. It's just not quite as good. There, there are times when the New American Standard and even the English Standard Version, both good literal translations, will match Greek word for English word throughout a text, but then take the liberty to not do so in other texts. So you have a harder time uh, tracking and, and following the thread of thought that is being said throughout the New Testament. When you do this, one of the benefits I've discovered is that um, when you track the New Testament Greek word with the New Testament English word, you get a real sense across the human authors that there is truly only one author of Scripture. There's one message. There's one voice. There aren't, in this day of, of pluralism, coexistence, ecumenicalism, and denominationalism. 
you would think that God just sat back and folded his arms and said, okay, I've given you the essence of the gospel. You guys do whatever you want with it. And so we end up with 250 different denominations or whatever, 250 different gospels, each little tradition with this little twist of the gospel. You see what I'm saying? It, it just creates a lot of confusion. So it's so refreshing, so refreshing uh, to be able to find a translation that his will translate words consistently. And that will help you as you read. Because I believe the Holy Spirit will illuminate your mind, will prompt you to recognize, hey, I've seen that word somewhere else. Where did I see it? And you can look it up in the concordance and you begin to track and connect the dots, as I say, and begin to see that there's a, a, a very important principle here being set forth by the Holy Spirit. So the other tool I would offer you on that note, by the way, is the classic old Wygram's Englishman's Greek Concordance of the New Testament. Wygram's English, or Wygram's, however you want to pronounce it, Englishman's Greek Concordance of the New Testament. Uh, it's uh, coded with Strong's Exhaustive Concordance numbers, so you can easily look up a, uh, a Greek word in this New Testament concordance and track it. You can see where where that Greek word appears throughout the New Testament. That's that's one way you can do it if you don't want to purchase a legacy standard Bible. Uh, and I have both because I, I just love hearing from God. I love to be able to open up the text. Um, you know, I hear a lot of charismatics talk about the Lord told me this and the Lord told me that. And it's, you know, it's always about what color a car to buy or uh, that you should go to Africa and be a missionary or uh, who you should marry. or and, 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 you know, I, I just get so weary when I hear that because it's really a, a um, diminishing. It's, it's almost making a mockery out of the beautiful and the beauty and the power of actually hearing the voice of the Spirit which is inseparably tied. That experience is inseparably tied to reading the inspired text. Now, you may get impressions. You may feel drawn. You may feel led at times to do certain particular things. But, but restrain yourself from declaring that the Lord told me to do this because there's it's probably more just the general guidance of the spirit the gentle nudging of the spirit and you don't have to get too uh exercised about it or worse yet try to try to uh, grandstand with it just be humble and but i do want for you that you begin to hear the voice of the spirit in the text because that's how god intends for us to hear his voice and it's a precious thing. It's, 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 I believe, to me, it's the most precious thing that happens in my life during the week. And I have a lot of precious things happening. I have a, a, a beautiful wife and a good marriage and uh, beautiful children and grandchildren, good friends, good fellowship of Christians. And uh, these are all very precious to me. But nothing is as precious to me as hearing from God. And so this is, this is one thing I looked at today. I shared this with my wife earlier, and I thought this, this translation, um, as does the ESV and the New American Standard, uh, but this translation takes it up another notch, a, a new level. Uh, 
so you won't you won't find most of the English words being translated consistently from the Greek. You'll find all of them so far. And those, and again, being able to connect those dots will really help you develop an idea of the principle that's going on here. So uh, take those three verses I gave you today, uh, look them over, and uh, get a sense of, of the uh, gravity of what was happening there in shrinking back from faith, shrinking back from the gospel, and back into law, which will bring us back to our study here that we're doing as well. So there you have it. Just wanted to share that with you. I want to encourage you to continue to um, read your Bible prayerfully, contextually, and thoroughly and regularly, and when if all possible, with someone else, so you have the benefit of the fellowship as well, and learn, continue to learn to listen to the voice of the Spirit in the text. May the Lord bless you richly. Amen.